for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. Able to make up for this a dad not being around, and the role of our grandmother, her name was Eunice, the role of our grandmother was superb in the upbringing of Fanny. Very, very great. This is a woman that would teach Fanny how to read the Bible. Let us remember that Fanny was blind and she cannot read. So that the mother, the grandmother would keep reading the Bible to her and uh, Fanny was putting those things in her brain. And that is how she developed her oratory power. You know. Now, um, before she turned 15, she boarded a steamboat to New York where she began her studies at the New York Institute for the Blind. Now, in the local area, she was going to school before 15, but nobody could, could find a way to teach a blind child. She does everything right. She plays like any other kid. She, but the fact that she could not read... We're talking about 18-something in the 19th century. Nobody would be able to know how to teach like we know today. So the teachers were sending her back home to say, look, um, you cannot learn. You cannot learn. She's not like the other kids. You know? There was a story of a case that she ran into a tree, and somebody came to pick her up, you know, and she said, she said I'm sure the tree wasn't there before. You know? And uh, uh, depends on the tree was there, but dead for some time, you know, that's why I couldn't say it. I mean, she, she's quite an amazing, amazing, amazing um, lady. Now, after learning from the New York Institute for the Blind, um, she joined the school as a teacher from 1843. You know, and of course, that was, that was where she met her husband. We'll go to that later. Now, that is the birthplace of Fanny. We're talking about Brewster, where she was born. And of course, that is... Um, that is where Brewster is, 50 miles away from New York City. <clears throat> now, Fanny is known for quite a number of things. One of them is poetry. She wrote a lot of poems, a lot of poems, you know. And um, uh, one of the books she wrote, um, titled The Black Orphan Girl, you know, is just a compilation of a lot of poems that she wrote in 18. 18- 53. I tried to look for that book. I couldn't say it. I saw the front page of the, on the internet, though. You know, that was all I could see. You know? Now, she's known for popular songs also. You know, um, she accompanied um, George Root and wrote over 60 secular songs. So it's not just hymnals, like I said before. She wrote 60 secular songs, and um, she did a lot also in the writing of what they call cantatas. Cantatas in music is, if you use the classical music, is those music that you have one person singing with all the librettos and all of that, and a keyboard is or an organist, like they call it in proper cantata. You have an organist backing up, just a lady singing, and you have all the, you know. She wrote about three of those type of songs because they are always, um, you have a story behind every cantata. There must be a storyline behind every cantata. So she wrote three of those. And of course, she wrote political songs also. Remember I said she was a lady with a political side. 
You know, she wrote political songs also. Um, um, one of the songs was titled, The Elections is Passed and I'm Pierced at Last. The locals have gained the day. You know, that was, that was one, of the, one of the political songs that, that she wrote. And um, she, she, she works very well on the, on the political side also in her, in her, own, in her own state. And then again, um, she also writes um, patriotic songs for the country. Um, the record says in 1861, she wrote a song, Dixie for the Union. And of course, uh, the word of the song goes this way, On ye patriot to the battle, here fought Motri cannon rattle, then away, then away, then away to the fight. Go meet those southern traitors with iron will, and should you... Should your courage falter, boys, remember Bunker's ill. Hooray, hooray to the battle. You know? So she wrote stuff like that, which um, um, somehow, because we're Christians, we don't dwell on those. Now, Fanny, as a poet, you know, <laughs> we don't go to war. We do our wars on our knees, isn't it? <laughs> so Fanny, as a poet, during the time she gained recognition as a poet, and, you know, as a poet, she got a good recognition from everyone. The, one of the American president, um, James Polk, President James Polk, would um, listen to Fanny read a poem. You know? And there was a record at the time of one renowned uh, poet, um, renowned poet, William Colin Brand. In those days, William Brand was known for the power of, 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 of words in poem. You know, and um, William went to the, U, to the to the New York Institute of, 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 of for the Blind in the class where Fanny was sat to go and tell her that look, I've seen some of your work. I can't believe that a blind lady is writing all of this. You know that look, keep at it. And Fanny said that word was very important to her. That that actually is like a spring on her feet. To continue doing what she does. Now, like I said before, she was a famous, famous lady in the Congress as the first lady to address the Congress. And uh, the, if, if you read about that that experience, it was quite it was quite um, um, humbling. You know, after reading and after she has, she has to recite all these things from her head, isn't it? Because she couldn't read, and there is no there are no brails those days. So don't think there were brails those days. So she had to recite everything from her head. And when she, after the recitation and to telling them what she wants, this is the U.S. Congress we're talking about. Yeah. After the recitation and all of that, she finished, and there was that moment of silence. And uh, in her words, she felt. I've said something that is wrong. Nobody was. Uh, I must have said done something wrong. Then suddenly there was that applause from everyone. People were clapping and everything. And and the report of the report says she brought most of the Congress people to tears. That the, what she recited brought them to tears. You know. And when the applause went up, she was almost cringing as if she wasn't expecting it at all. You know, and that is that is how, how much how much power she has in her in her voice, in her in her words. Now, as a teacher, now in 1849 there was a cholera outbreak in New York, and loads of kids died. At least from the New York Institute of, um, where, she, where she was teaching, loads of kids died. 
Fanny now turned around from being a teacher into being a nurse. You know, that's the, the other side to Fanny. She turned from being a teacher into becoming a nurse. And one, the story goes that one of the kids told her that, Fanny, can, can you hold me to your, in your hands through the night so that in the morning when I die, I'll be with the Lord. The, the, the detail of the story is more than that. If you read through that story very well, you see that there is a connection between Fanny Odina and her knowing that she's going to pass the nice day. And she passed the nice day to go to the Lord. It's very important that we know our destination. That's very important. Then Fanny was a wife also. At New York Institute, uh, she met another blind prodigy. His name is Alexander Van Ostein. They fell in love with each other, and Alexander became Fanny's husband. By 1859, they had a daughter named Frances. But Frances died soon in her sleep after birth. That's another tragedy in the life of Fanny. And St. Paul will say that one of the songs she wrote, Safe in the Arms of Jesus, was because of Fanny's death, because of Francis's death. You know, that daughter's death was the reason she wrote that song, Safe in the Arms of Jesus. Now, a lot of people were having concern when they got married and she was pregnant. How can two blind people bring up a child? That was a major concern. How are you going to manage that? You know, but the child passed, and Fanny had a lot to say about the child passing. Now, that is Fanny there again with Mercy Julia and Caroline Morris. And one of the things she said was, when I get to heaven, the first face that shall gladden my sight will be that of my Savior. And, and that, is, that, is, that is wonderful. <laughs> She's not seen anything before. Remember that. She's not seen anyone before. But when she gets to heaven, she's going to be able to see. Because the Bible says, when we get to heaven, we'll be changed, isn't it? We go onto the incorruptible mode. You know? And of course, at that time, the first face she's going to be seeing is that of Jesus. I feel like being blind, to, to, I tell you. So I've seen people, and uh, I'll be able to know them when I get to heaven. You know, but that was that was that was really humbling, you know. And she said some other things, apart from that. Now, before she became who she became, I told you about the mom, the grandma Eunice, who would sit up and read the Bible to Fanny every day, and the record says that um, Fanny memorized five chapters each week. Five chapters of the Bible. I'm not talking about five verses. Even five verses is quite um, a bit, you know. But each week, five chapters of the Bible she commits to memory. And uh, she could quote the Pentateuch. That's the first five books of the Bible. You know, she could quote the Pentateuch. <laughs> the Gospel. That is the synoptic gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, yeah? And Proverbs, 
Song of Solomon, and many of the Psalms. She could quote them right from her head. So you can tell why, you can link up now, why she's able to do that, write 10,000 aims. But remember that these aims we're talking about, they're not just one verse aims. Some of them are three, some of them are four, some of them are five. You know, we, we, we get to some. some um, and what Fanny said was, um, um, the holy book has nurtured my entire life. This nurturing started very early in my life. You know, and um, 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 she went on to do great things. Another thing she said was this. It says, it seemed intended by the blessed providence of God that I should be blind all my life. I thank him for the dispensation. If perfect earthly sight were offered tomorrow, I would not accept it. I might not have sung hymns to the praise of God if I had been distracted by the beautiful and interesting things about me. So that if she had the option of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of uh, preacher to come and pray for her to get her sight, she doesn't even want it. She's com- comfortable in her skin. You know, and that, that tells you the kind of person she is. Now, let's go to the work that she has done in terms of aims. Now, some of the aims that you, I mean, I got to a point since I became a Christian that when I hear, when I hear any aim that is fantastic, that I think the words are solid, very good, I try to, Fanny must have sang that, must have written that aim. You know, now, and some of the hymns she's written, I mean, to God be the glory, great things he has done, Fanny wrote it. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine, Fanny wrote it. Praise him, praise him, da 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 da, da. Fanny wrote it. You know, um, pass me not, O gentle Savior, she wrote that too. Saved by grace, she wrote that too. Rescue the perishing, that has a story also. Fanny was in a, in, a, in a church and um, in a meeting in the evening, and of course, people were coming and going, and Fanny in herself, she, she serves in the church and all of that. And there was this young man who opted to give his life to Christ, and Fanny went to pray with that person after the meeting to give his life to Christ. And um, the guy had a good church from God that night. And Fanny asked her, um, your mother was a good religious woman. He said, yes. And she has always told me several things which I've not listened to. But she's now passed. But I've got no regret. I know the God that my mom serves. You know? And Fanny now told one of her friends, that, look, for adventure, no one had gone to that meeting tonight to meet this guy. It would have, still, it would have still, still been lost. And that was when she wrote that song, Rescue the Perishing. That was when she got the inspiration to, 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 to write that song. Then she wrote, um, Jesus is tenderly calling you home. She wrote, Jesus, keep me near at the cross. You know, she, she's written quite a lot, a lot, a lot of aims that I cannot be able to, I mean, I, I, but my favorite is still there. We're going to see my favorite aim of Fanny at some point. In addition to, to, to our well-known aims, I mean, of course, she wrote um, a, lot of, a lot of other 
secular cantata, autobiographies, and all of that. Now, we're going to look at what lessons can we learn from Fanny. That's the husband, Alexander Van Allerstein. And, um, yeah, in the later years, that was Fanny. But before we get there, when we look at the, <coughs> what she wrote, you know, I, I'm also a researcher. I, I do research, right? And uh, one of the things we have learned in research is, if you're doing qualitative research, what people will tell you is, um, when you interview people, one of the methods of researching qualitatively is to interview people, yeah? When you interview people, like 20, 40 people, you now look for words they use, you know? So I put that researcher's art on when I was researching into, into the works of fun. And of course, where else to get that is to look at all the songs she has written. If you know this song, or if you understand what she's written in the song, and that you look, try to look for the consistency of those themes, you'll be able to understand how she thinks, the kind of person she is. So, for instance, I picked on Blessed Assurance. The lyrics goes this way in the first verse. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Talking about heaven. Heir of salvation, purchased of God. That's right here. We're purchased of God. Born of the spirit and washed in his blood. Jesus works. You know? And said, this is my story, this is my song. Praising my savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my savior all the day long. In verse 2 it says, perfect submission, perfect delight. Vision of rapture. Now burst on my sight. Angels descending, bring from above. Echoes of mercy, whispers of love. Third verse says, perfect submission, all is at rest. I in my savior am happy and I'm blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above, Filled with his goodness, lost in his love. This tells me that this person has a total reliance on God. It tells me that this person is total surrenderedness to God. It tells me of someone who is not concerned about what we see now, but what would be later. And of course, from what she has said, you can, you can, you can tell that. One of Fanny's... Um, um, neighbors was moaning one day and was talking about, oh, I wish I've got money to do this and to do that, 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 that. And after saying everything to Fanny, Fanny says, take the world, but give me Jesus. And that became a hymn. You can take the world, but give me Jesus. One of the hymns that we sing today. So, you can see where our mindset is. Somebody is talking about something, she's thinking about God. Talking about something else, she's thinking about God. Blessed assurance, the way she wrote that was even a bit funny. Just in the evening, Alexander, the husband, was playing tunes. And um, she had a lady with her, a friend, very, her best friend, actually. That was uh, Phoebe, Phoebe Knapp, you know. 
she writes, she writes also, she writes tunes, you know, and I think the tune, Blaze Assurance, was credited to Phoebe, but the words to Fanny. And of course, when the tune was played, Phoebe asked Fanny, Fanny, has God given you any word for this tune? And within five minutes, Fanny came up with Blessed Assurance. And we're still singing that song today. And it's still like new today. So forget about bestsellers. Forget about Grammy record or something. These are, these are the main things. These are the Grammy records. These are the main thing. It has, it's not lost anything in its quality. Let's go on that song. Um, I picked on Jeremy Nera. And Jeremy Nera is another funny one. Um, I, I, I can't go into how that was written. But the, the lyric says, I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice. And it told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Draw me nearer, draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to the precious bleeding side. You can see what is on our mind. Is that surrenderedness? I want to be close to my God. And I tell you, if you look at all the songs she's written, which I've, I've looked at very well, you know, or, or in, in the, you know it, it, it's, it's all the same. It's about surrenderedness. It's about when I'm going to be with him. It's about my rapport with God. What am I doing today with him? To God be the glory, great things he has done. It's another song that Fanny wrote. It says, to God be the glory, great things he has done. So love he the world that he gave us his son. Who yielded his life and atonement for sin. And open the life gate that all may go in. It says, oh, perfect redemption, the purchase of blood. To every believer, the promise of God. The violence of friend that would truly believe. That moment from Jesus, a pardon received. Great things he has taught us, great things he has done, and great are rejoicing through Jesus the Son, but purer and higher and greater will be. I wonder at transport when Jesus will see. So you can tell from everything she wrote, right, that look, she's thinking about relationship with God here and eternal relationship with him there. So that nothing matters to Fanny, by the way, it got to a point that Fanny could not have actually pay her rent. That was another testimony. She couldn't pay her rent, and it's like, ah. Oh. She gets paid for the work she does, for writing aims. In fact, one of the, um, I can't remember his name now, a, one of the publishers of her aim, when the, the man saw the quality of his work, of her work, the man says, as long as I remain in publishing, you will never lack work. And she was turning out lyrics every now and then. But whatever she gets, she gives. She doesn't hold on to anything. Whatever she gets, she gives. When she died, in her estate was only $2,000. That's all she had in her estate. Now, this is funny that James Park, for instance, the president, will always come down to New York in for the blind and come and have a walk with Fanny for the evening. 
that's the president of the country, will come and have a walk. Fanny had a relationship with every president of the United States at that time. Every president she had a relationship with. But James was a very close friend of ours. James Polk was a very good, very good friend of Fanny that comes in the evening and have a walk with Fanny around within the, within the building of the, of the New York Institute for the Blind. And of course, she was able to use that to secure funding for the university, to secure funding for other works that, they, 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 that, that they're doing. Now, I've got my own funny, which is a song she wrote, which the title is, He Hides My Soul. And I'm going to read the stuff, the, the, the verses. A wonderful savior is Jesus, my Lord. Let's listen to it in the other video. Uh, let me just go to this and finish up with this. Now, that is Fanny's tomb. When she died, she told them the epitaph is very simple. Aunt Fanny, she has done what she could. And she died peacefully on her bed, knowing that she's going to meet her God. But in 1955, the epitaph was made bigger. And uh, it was written there in grateful and loving memory of Fanny Crosby, who inspired and edified Christians all over the world by writing of more than 3,000 hymns and poems. Born in Southeast New York, March 20, 1820. March 24, 1820, married 1855 to Alexander Van Astein, died in Bridgeport, and they now put the first verse of the song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. That's where I'm going to stop. But I want us to listen to one of Fanny's music, which have um,
Now, that's my favorite uh, Fanny's aim that I grew up with and I cherish so much. You can have yours. You may have yours. You may have, but this ministers to me a lot. When I want to get to the place of God to be in that place, I want to sing this. 
You may have yours. But one thing we have learned, or a few things we have learned from Fanny, is that absolute reliance on God. You see, God will never fail. It doesn't matter what happens around us. God is the same. You know? And what he has said he will do, it will not be to our time scale, but he will do it. Because the Bible says, even God says, he cannot deny himself. He said, look for something to swear by. He couldn't find anything to swear by because nothing is, as, is big enough. He swore by himself. And if you put your trust in God, it's impossible for you to fail. Because all you're going to have is a change at every point in time. Where you're going, you don't know. And that is why we have to follow, as Christians, follow after God. God chases us. Because where he takes us is the right destination. And that's what we have seen in Fanny. You know, she relies so much on God. When she couldn't pay her rent, she just told God about it. Then somebody randomly turned up from somewhere she doesn't know and gave her the $10 she needed for exact amount she needs to pay. That is God. He will never fail and is never late. So I want us to think about this, and this is just a taster. Let us go deep into the life of Fanny. I found that very useful for me growing up and growing into, into, in, in God. You know, we can, we can just model the life of Fanny and still be sure that we'll get to heaven. You know, but our model is Jesus. Amen? And, I mean, if you want to talk to me, if you want to, me to join you in prayer, after this, you can... You can Call me, you can drag me from anywhere, you know, and I'll be able to do that. So let us bow our head and pray. Father, we thank you because we could learn from the life of Fanny. We thank you because we have something greater than Fanny, oh God. We've got the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And that is what we rely on today, Lord. That will be better people, better reliance on you that we have better relationship with you, O oh God, that we plug, we, 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 we plug more into you, O oh God, more than everything that we see. And that is our aspiration, our desires this morning. And we pray, O oh God, that this week will be a brilliant week for us. It will be a week that we will know you better than ever before. The Lord, our level will change, O oh God, this week in our relationship with you. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.